everyone, and welcome back to Tuesday Snacks. Today I have special guests, Mike Angel and Kevin Sony of Fate Foundation, joining me on the couch to discuss all the wonderful things that they've been doing. You guys, this is going to be an exciting episode. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having us, Lori. Extremely honored to be here on the couch. Hell yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start by explaining what Fate Foundation is. How did you guys start it and what do you guys do? So, ooh, how, all right, so... There's a, there's a big, long backstory on how we got started, but a little bit about the Fate Foundation, what we do is we help underdeveloped countries get access to clean, safe drinking water. Up to date, there's still over 663 million people on this planet that still suffer from the global water crisis. And it's like, what the heck is going on? Because it's 2017 and we have all the resources needed to provide access to clean, safe drinking water. Absolutely. And the how is by throwing events and doing anything that we have in our power, blessed here in Los Angeles, California, as millennials, by throwing events or doing things that we would like to attend ourselves. Because I feel like there's a bad stigma on fundraising and on charities. I know personally, me, I'm like, I'm not going to really enjoy myself going to a bake sale or something. So we throw events, we do whatever we can do to raise awareness, but in a way that we could connect with other people that are like-minded. That's amazing. That's incredible. I, it's interesting that you say that. There is um, a shockingly bad stigma about foundations. And of course that is stemming from, you know, it takes one bad apple to, you know, rot the whole barrel or whatever the expression is. And, you know, of course you've had foundations that have been highly for profit that, milk the system that kind of take advantage of other people's misfortunes. And that's not the situation in with Fate Foundation at all, at all. And I've seen the videos um, of and, and the photos of what you guys have been you know, doing both overseas and then also these events. Um, I'll go ahead. I, I, my words are probably going to be nowhere near as good as what these guys are going to say about it. But these events they're explaining, it's like yoga and music and awareness. They're, they're really wonderful, enlightening events that raise a lot of money that go directly into helping people in other places, putting in these water filtration systems and such, these very meaningful actions. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I think it's just incredible that, that you guys have taken this on. Um, it's definitely, I, I, I would hope that more millennials get inspired to use these creative channels as ways to make a change for those who are less fortunate. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucking beautiful. Exactly. So, um, you know, one of, one of our, uh, our toughest things trying to break through is how, how, how can we convey the message to, to the people here in America about the global water crisis if they still haven't experienced it themselves. So yeah. I do believe by creating this platform, Party With A Purpose, where people can really come express themselves through music, dance, and yoga, and really be emanating at the highest frequency, which is love and fun and laughter, then we can hook it in and tie it into giving back. Yeah. And it just, it just it's extremely powerful. Oh, and it's, it's so genius because what are millennials and what are people right now spending their money on? It's, it's experiences, exactly. it's events, it's these mm -hmm. festivals. So if people are already going to be spending their money on things like that, why not, you know, I guess exercise conscious consumerism and spend your money mm -hmm. on a festival that's organized around giving back to people instead of just, you know, making artists richer. Not to say that these artists shouldn't be given money for what they're doing because, you know, I'll definitely be the first to say that musicians work their asses off to get where they get, but really amazing platform. Thank you so much, Lori. Um, yeah. So being 24 years old, uh, if I was to go out somewhere, I would go out, I would have a couple of drinks. I would see some amazing music and I would feel good. And then the next day I might be hungover, might not feel that good. I'll check my bank account balance and I might feel a little bit worse but now if I went and I experienced a party with a purpose instead I would have all the same amount of fun because I'm seeing artists at the same caliber I'm still having an experience that I would like to experience and the next day I feel amazing regardless 
how much money I spent, regardless how much alcohol I consumed, regardless of what I did, I know that I would feel better because of one night of me going out uh, for the Fate Foundation, I helped provide clean water for life for people who have never accessed that. Absolutely. So those that wake up with like hangovers and stuff, it's like, hey, hashtag no guilt. Love it. I love <laughs> it. Um, now, I want to talk a little bit about... Um, what, what goes on with the Fate Foundation overseas. And, and um, if everybody goes to um, the Instagram PH8 Foundation, um, you can definitely see some of what we're, what we're talking about here. But just to give people kind of a visual that are listening to this, um, you know, what does it look like, what you guys, you know, see and do overseas? So what does it look like? It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty interesting. It's I don't think words can really express it. You have to definitely see it for yourself. But, you know, I've been in situations where I've been in Kumi in Kumasi, Ghana, where children are running up to me and just, you know, asking for water or just asking for food. And it's really, really tough. And you have to have a strong heart because with a strong heart, that's how you can help the most. And yeah, just just seeing this is, is really, really tough. But um and that has to be the most humbling thing ever. Super, super humbling. Seeing children. Super humbling. Thirsty. I mean, devastatingly thirsty. Yeah, super, super thirsty. And it's it's really crazy because in the area that, that we're in, you know, you can buy bottles of water, right? But a teacher's salary there is like $1.25 a day. And a bottle of water costs 50 cents. Kids cannot afford this. Wow. And I see Lori just reached over I, for her glass of water and almost uh, guiltily. <laughs> no, so it, it's it's really humbling because we're so blessed just to be born where we are. We're no different from anyone else on earth. The only thing that the only thing that we uh, that has changed that we're able to have access to clean drink of water is just because we're born where we are born. The farthest I've ever had to venture to go get clean water is my kitchen. Right. And it, I, like, I, I, I shouldn't take that for granted because there, there's these kids that walk three miles every single day, maybe even more, skip school, and the water that they go fetch is dirtier than our sewer water here. So it's directly affecting their health, their education, and everything just begins with water. Absolutely. And, um, and also, um, how we make these projects happen is... We go and we negotiate with local contractors and we definitely um, we see if they're if they're at the level of integrity to form an agreement because we're going to be funneling a lot of money to have them provide these clean water solutions. Now, so by providing clean water, we're not only providing clean water, we're providing health, farming, and we're also employing the contractors. That's amazing. Yeah, like what I don't a, think that people quite understand the the gravity. Of exactly, all this. Uh, a lot of a lot of other organizations. I'm not going to name any in specific, but uh, so they'll they'll go and they'll bring their own their own crew, their own team. They'll go have their own hydrologist, their own drilling team, and so they they raise money. They go into the the villages. They provide water, but. Uh, by bringing their own crew in, whereas we try to go and really support the local community as much as we can. Right. We want to help the community thrive. We want to educate the people. We want to uh, assign community leaders to help maintain the water uh, solution that they have that we implemented there. Mm -hmm. And we just really want to just work on building the community. Absolutely. Because I mean, we can't ignore the fact that the cost of living in Los Angeles is high and that you, you ha still have to take care of yourself. You can't, you can't make yourself go hungry and thirsty. Mm -hmm. you know, unless, I mean, you can, you could, but it's, yeah, that's a, that's not the goal here. The goal here isn't to, you know, starve yourself so that somebody else can have water. Um, you know, and exactly what you're saying with people bringing these big teams, um, people that you have to employ and that you have to pay in, in American wages in, you know, Los Angeles wages, and then you have somebody who's making a dollar fifty or two dollars an hour, you know, or you know, less or more, but somewhere, you know, very small, and you can employ them for American wages, <laughs> and that is like, I mean, you know, just the amount of of, I guess, wealth that you can pump back into a community with such small gestures. 
you know, especially right. by comparison to our American means. And we are so fortunate and we're so beyond fortunate. We can't even wrap our heads around it. Yeah. You know, it's we we're so fortunate here. We have access to all basic human needs, which is food, water and shelter, that there's no room for complaints, but first world problems. Yeah. Literally first world problems. Yeah. Actually, first world problems. Like, guys, um, wake up. You guys are blessed. Yeah. Just so incredibly blessed. Um, now. I want to talk a little bit about um, microdosing in ayahuasca and Ooh, and <laughs> the oh psychedelic <laughs> awareness that we love to talk about on Tuesday snacks. Um, okay. So yeah, I guess uh, let's just dive right into it, Mike. You okay. started to tell me a little bit about an ayahuasca experience before yeah, we started, so let's ab- abso- go there. Absolutely. So I was living in Vegas and I was working on on this company, and my business, my ex business partner, just was a completely man of no integrity and the company went straight down south and from having everything to losing everything I, I remember driving down the 15 south and it was it was a brand new day and I was feeling a little bit depressed and the sun started rising and I just got hit with intense joy and happiness and I'm like wow number one I get I get to start on a brand new clean canvas I get to paint this brand new picture of life you know like oh that's amazing and I get home and Kevin and I and Gordon who's another founder started working on on this on creating a water bottle product and as we kept working on it I kept like feeling stuck stuck I I fell into depression it was a roller coaster of emotions I couldn't get up I couldn't get up I would sleep for 12, 13, 14 hours a day. Oh, wow. And I completely felt dead on the inside. So I was like, what, what's going on? Like I practice meditation. I do yoga. I, I practice all this mindfulness, but I, I don't know. Something was just not right. You know, you know when you get that anxiety feeling and it's, you get a knot in your stomach? Yeah, I, I totally I was, I was feel feeling, that. I was feeling extremely sick. So I, I researched. I was like, I need to find... A medicine or I need to find therapy I need to I just need to snap out of this funk to because mm-hmm. it, it, it was it was extremely mentally and mentally draining and I was spiritually bankrupt and I came across ayahuasca um, on online so I started doing a lot of research on it YouTube videos started reading articles about it and it's I was like I need to do ayahuasca I just really need, I need to dive in deep head first and just go all in. Mm-hmm. And it's true what they say. Ayahuasca finds you whenever you're ready. And I remember my, uh, I had to speak at UCSD. My, my little sister, she's uh, the head of the Chicano studies in UCSD. And as the day got closer, I started like feeling that knot again, like, ah, oh. I don't feel like I'm worthy enough to speak. I felt like such a failure for my previous businesses and stuff like that. And I did what any other friend would do. And I contacted my friend from, from, uh, from a while ago. His name is Russell Curry, who's a part of the Fate Foundation now. Um, he's a great public speaker, a film producer. And I was like, hey, you want to tag team with me on this? I'm going to go speak in front of the students. And I would feel more confident if you're with me. Yeah. And he's like, absolutely, brother, let's do it. So the following week, he picks me up. And, and mind you, I have not seen him in, in years and years and years. So we start catching up. And he looks at me and he's all like, you know, you might think I'm crazy, but, you know, I want to go do this medicine. And I'm like, what medicine are you talking about? You're like, <gasps> I'm like, what? I got the Wait. chills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I got the chills. I looked at him. I was like, are you, what do you, what, what medicine are you talking about? He's Please. like, he's like, you might not know about it, but I went on an ayahuasca journey and I was like, stop. I was like, dude, I like, really, I've been wanting to do this yeah, journey like, too. I've been wanting to do it. And he's all like, there's a ceremony happening in two weeks. And I'm like, count me in. I'm in. Let's do it. And, and yeah, jump, jump forward to, uh, to prepping for ayahuasca. You know, um, we, we had to prep before entering, you know, ayahuasca, you have to set your intentions throughout the whole week. You have to change, change your diet. You have to, you know, meditate on your intentions. And my, my, my intentions were number one, purification, number two, clarity, and number three was wisdom. 
those those were the, the 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 intentions that really resonated with me the most. So I decided to to just you know hone in on that. And Love it. and I remember uh, pulling up to the ceremony, and I was I was fasting and after watching all these videos of people having bad trips of ayahuasca it was my mind was fucking with me yeah so many voices were popping into my head telling me why i shouldn't do it like but it they it, it amplified it amplified like hundreds and hundreds of voices like don't do it you're gonna die you're gonna go to the hospital this is gonna happen like everything oh wow I, just all, all these different fear-based fear-based ego exactly kind of oh wow interesting e- exactly your ego was fighting you oh, not my, to do this my, to it yeah like you're not gonna take me down you're like exactly, yeah boy exactly. i am eat go away you know <laughs> um so i remember the shamans they're they're blessing us and we sit around this campfire out in the open and they stage up the place they give us uh, pure tobacco and they put some type of like medicinal uh alcohol thing in my third eye and we're waiting for the sun to set you know, fires going, they start playing the music, they measured my energy and they're like, oh, you need this much. And I'm looking around and I'm like, why does my cup have like twice as much as everyone else's? <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck, that's scary. <laughs> super, super scary. And and the voices kept amplifying. And I was like, you know what? If I wasn't meant to be here. I wouldn't be here. So I'm here for a purpose. And as soon as I said that, all the voices just, you know, just they left. They left and I'm like, I'm going in, take my, take the shot of ayahuasca, you know, sit down in my sleeping bag and listening to the music. And I'm just waiting, waiting for, you know, ayahuasca to kick in. I'm trying to like, you know, wrap my head around all the videos that I saw. You know, I, I saw some testimonials of, you know, people getting eaten by lions to, to getting eaten by snakes and going through fire. And I was like, I hope my, my journey isn't like that. Yeah. And um, so jump forward, everyone starts to purge. The, 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 the lady yes. next to me starts to throw up. Oh, everyone's throwing up in like counterclockwise. Boom, boom. And <laughs> like I'm like, oh succession. my God. And then, yeah, and I'm like, okay, the person next to me is, as soon as she throws up, that means I'm next because this is a sequence here. And the lady next to me throws up and I'm like, oh, time for me to throw up. And I get up, I grab my bucket and I'm like, uh, uh, trying to, trying to throw up. And then this voice comes into in, into me and it's like, do you need to throw up because everyone's throwing up or because, you know, do you really need to throw up? And I was all like, oh, cause everyone's throwing up. And I was like, exactly. So that's not your process. And I just laid back down and I was chilling and everybody's going in through there, going in like they, they, they pierce the veil uh-huh. and I start to feel my body getting cold and I'm just like wondering like, okay, what's next? What's next? Just trying to identify what, what is going to happen? The shaman comes to me with another shot of ayahuasca <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, let's do this. I grab the, I grab the cup. Oh, as soon as the ayahuasca touched my tongue, I kid you not. My pineal gland started palpitating fast heartbeats and I start seeing white and my whole body is just like you know my, my energy is coming out of my body I see white I'm out of my body I'm completely oh, gone yes. I'm going I'm sh- going through so many different realms and I'm every time I try to identify this realm and the pattern and the, and the sacred geometry that's going on I would jump into an next one and I kept doing that for a while until I hit this sudden stillness where it was just energy and all of a sudden, Mother Ayahuasca comes out and she's, a, she's an energy and she moves like a snake. Oh, This energy, so kind of cool. like Tinkerbell-ish, you know, just magic dust, pixie dust, whatever. And she's like reading my energy all the way around. And then she asked me, why are you here? And I'm like, I'm here for purification, clarity and wisdom. And she's all like, she asked me again and again and again. And I just kept being assertive. I'm here for purification, clarity clarity and wisdom and then she disappears and I go into this world where I can move everything I can shift everything and it was just energy not like material it was just energy Uh and it was like a world where it's just an abundance whatever you think just you can move 
Was it and, geometric? Uh, it was more like, I, w- I would say space and energy orbs. Wow, very and, neat. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty intense. And I, f- I fell in love with this world. Yeah. And then Mother Ayahuasca comes again and she's like, why are you here? And I'm like, I'm here for purification, clarity, and wisdom. <laughs> and she's like, okay. She grabs me. And by the way, when, when through communication, it's not uh-huh. the way we're communicating now. Yeah, she, would, she would come into it. She would uh, touch my energy and she would download all the information that she wanted to, you know, to relate to me. So she could tell me a book in one, in one touch. Yeah. I go into this other, she takes me into this other realm and hundreds and hundreds of doors pop up. Like just doors. And she's like, go through the door. And I go to the first one and I'm about to open it. And I'm like, oh, that's not the door. And I kept going to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one. I just kept repeating this pattern mm-hmm. of like, that's not it, that's not it, that's not it. And I remember opening my eyes and I can see, I, I know where I was. Mm-hmm. I can see the fire and I see fractals, but it was like the Mayan calendar. Mayan calendar fractals. And I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. And it was like intermission for me. I was like, okay, what door should I open? I was trying to make sense of it in this reality. Uh-huh. And I would close my eyes and I would shoot back into that, that realm. So I'm like, what door is it? What door is it? And after a long, it was like an hour of just not, not opening the door. Uh-huh. Mother Ayahuasca got really, really heated with me. She got pissed off and she grabbed me and she just broke through this one door. And she was all like, and then from there, there's a, she tells me, she's all like, look, like, you just have to jump. You just have to do it. You just have to break through everything. Because at the end of the, at the end of that tunnel, at the end of all tunnels, there's always something good. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, all right, so what's the good here? And I see these big energies just going around, going around the, this, this realm. I want to say room. Let's just, we'll call it a room. There's these energies. And the first one comes and it's, it's literally like joy joy hits me like the energy of joy hits me and i'm like oh my god i start yelling because i'm feeling it and i'm like yeah oh shoot and then happiness comes boom excitement comes and i'm like what is this place and i couldn't communicate like the 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 words the words can't really express what i was going through then and there so i felt like i was getting extremely purified and then love comes and love is coming and i'm like oh shoot it tries to get through my energy but i felt like there was a distance if there was a distance between it mm-hmm. and the energy just kept cutting through my heart cutting through cutting through cutting through and it finally touches with my with my energy and 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 and, and love you know come in contact and my heart just like really exploded and radiated and right then and there i started bursting i started crying and i was crying from my stomach i was like crying from my stomach and releasing everything and i was like oh my god like this is so amazing like i've never really really felt it this way and it felt like i was back home yeah it felt like i was back home and mother ayahuasca comes and she goes you know we have a little a, a little communication about just jump just jump even if you don't see the safety net in the bottom jump why are we so scared to try new things mm-hmm. why are we so scared because the time is going to pass anyways so you yeah. just got to break through it and if and if you know you hit a brick wall hey that's not your way of doing it just pivot the the you know and that was that was my understanding that i got from purification then she takes me into clarity and during clarity it was like one of my favorites because i saw how I saw the oneness, I saw the connectedness, which by the way, turned me into a full on like vegetarian, like it for real. Yay. Well, that makes me happy. Rick and I are both vegan. <laughs> yeah, sweet. I'm, the only thing I eat that's not, you know, that's dairy is probably like ice cream. I'm a huge fan of ice cream, but yeah. I know there's like coconut based ice cream and stuff like that, which I'll definitely, uh, totally. We, we to. can bust into that later. I have oh, some in my freezer. Perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> So I see, I see clarity and I'm looking up at the stars and I see the communication between all stars. I see the constellation uh-huh. and I see the trees and the trees, is, the trees energy is just like hugging my energy. And I see everybody right here, everybody around me. I'm like, man, these are my brothers and sisters. I'm like, man, if, you know, if 
we all had x-ray vision, all we would see is skeletons. So I just got this whole clarity locked down and I, right, I was like, oh man, I can't wait for wisdom. Yeah. So I jump into wisdom and wisdom is common sense. <laughs> it's literally common sense. We we're all wise, but we always listen to this voice in our head that creates a second possibility that creates doubt. Interesting. Does that make sense? That's a great way of putting it. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So let's say if you have your eye on, on, on a goal and you're going towards that and you're about to reach this goal, but you're like, wait, what if this? And then you create another channel and then you start creating multiple channels. And if you create multiple channels of fear based, you're going to be stuck. So when you have your eye on the goal, you know, the universe will really conspire to make that happen. So don't ever, ever second guess yourself. Oh, that's ever. so awesome. Ever, ever, ever. So the whole that was the whole thing with wisdom. And it's so crazy because my father, my father used to be a pastor and um, he told me a lot of things. He uses he uses the Bible as a as a as a life study, as a life book, life study guide. And everything that he told me about, you know, integrity, being impeccable with your word, being honest, like all these things started to make real sense, because at the end of the day, it's if you're lying to someone, you're not lying to that person. You're lying to yourself because it's coming out of you. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I started to, to, to just get all this wisdom and I was I was feeling so great. And um, Mother Ayahuasca comes and she's like, hey, so is there anything else that you want? And I was like, you know what? Uh, since we're all connected, since you showed me the connectedness with clarity, I would like to I would like to be in contact with my great grandmother. She had just passed away that last October, and I uh, um during this time when I was doing ayahuasca it was June twenty fourth, two thousand fifteen, and she showed me my grandmother. My grandmother's energy came and held me like a baby. She's like she's been here. She held me like a baby, and I started bawling even more. Oh but, my god! Yeah, it was insane. As soon as that happened, I was. It, I was like, oh, my God, grandma. And she started telling me all these stories and she brought a tribe with her. It, it, it wasn't like physical form. It was energy. It was like a blue, blue indigo type of energy that came down. And I saw the tribe and I've I like I've met all these people before all these. It was like an Indian tribe kind of kind of kind of vibe. And I'm I'm like. They're all laughing at me and they're like, you always get stuck in this materialistic world. Like, you know, you, you, you're here temporarily and you always get stuck on doing, 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 chasing money. You know, it's just stuff that doesn't really matter when you're in your deathbed. Yeah. So you're here for the greater purpose. And I was like, OK, I like to make sense of things, you know. So I told my great grandmother, I was like, hey, so if this is really you, tell me a story about my father that that only you and him know that I can come back and tell him. And she told me a story that I have dear to my heart that I shared with my father that he, he, it, it blew his mind. It literally blew his mind. <gasps> that's so cool. <laughs> literally so blew his proof. mind. It's, it's a proof. Yes, exactly. And, um, and yeah, so I talked to my dad and it was just, it changed, it changed the relationship between us and the family. And now uh, we're a huge tribe. You know, I sometimes sometimes when you're with your parents or something, you know, especially here in, uh, in this area where we're in, in L.A., it's more the, the relationship between parents is just high and by. Like, how are you doing? Good. Did you do this? Yes. Did you do this? No. You know, there's not, mm -hmm. is it really like a meaningful, deep conversation? Like knowing like, hey, we're both here temporarily. Like, can I engage with, you know, my father or my mother or my yeah. siblings, you know, in, in, in a deeper, profound way? And so, yeah, that's that. And also, I saw visions of us wearing uh, wearing Fate Foundation hats, but we had no idea it was going to be called Fate Foundation or anything <gasps> like that. Stop. Yeah, we that's saw we so saw hats wild. with water drops. Yeah. And, and during that time, during that time, we were we were in the stage of creating a product uh -huh. and with the proceeds of this product we were gonna you know raise money and provide a, a people in underdeveloped countries access to clean safe drinking water 
Wow. And how long ago was this? This was June, back in June, 2015. Yeah, a little over two years ago. So uh, just just like a like a quick backstory from from my end around like this time. Uh I've known Mike since I was 16 and he's always been like a big brother figure in my life. And when he left to go to Vegas to work on that company, uh, I, I was, I was like deeply hurt. Cause like, I was like, kind of like losing like my best friend and my brother and everything. Yeah. And then, so every time we would see each other, there's just so much joy. And then when he came back that last time, I, I didn't see Mike. I saw the shell of what was once Mike. He was just a completely different like shell of a man. And it was really depressing and disheartening to see that. And so that had a huge effect on me because he was kind of uh, who I would look up to. He was my support system. And when I see, when you see your support system struggling and depressed and sad, and you don't really have anyone yeah. to kind of, to kind of seek out and reach out to. And so at that time I was going through a lot as well. So it was right before the ayahuasca thing, Mike called me and we were talking about starting a water company. It was really emotional for me. Cause at that time I was I was like crying them on the phone about how I'm just tired of just working and paying bills and I'm just going to keep doing this till I die. I'm tired of just spending all of my time working for someone else, working at the wages that they set. And then with this money, I have to pay these bills and like buy these, these material items and there's no purpose in this kind of life. Yeah. So we decided to create something. So we created uh, Fortunate Water. It was fortunate. It was, it, was a, it was a yes. It was fortunate. Was the third name first? Oh, yeah. I remember uh, calling Kevin. I'm like, hey, we're gonna create this alkaline water bottle, and it's we're gonna name it Al- Alchemist. And you know, like Alchemist. And then he's like, no, no, no. I have a better name. We're gonna name it Alchemy. And I'm like, oh, sweet. All right. And then from there, we were like, are you guys fam- are you familiar with Dr. Emoto and his teachings? No. Oh, you got to look oh, Ricky's, into that. Ricky's nodding yes. I, I probably am. I'm just bad on names. So, di- <laughs> so Dr. Emoto, it's about like... <laughs> Ricky's looking at me like, yeah, you know, girl. <laughs> like setting, you know, okay, so uh, setting your intention in water. And it, oh, and yes. You feel, okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so we were like, okay, let's create this product and then we'll have some affirmations and we'll name it Fortunate Water so when people see it, it can it might be a little, you know, a small uh, reminder, hey, like you're really fortunate wherever you're at in life and stuff like that. And yeah. then you emit that intention into the water uh-huh. and then you drink it and you know. Yeah, but- I think we even talked about that on this show. This is he's the guy that he put, you know, essentially like anger on water yes, and then, yes, like yes, love exactly. on water. Exactly. And then you examine the molecular structure and it's like physically fucked with when it's anger and like physically beautiful when it's love. Yeah. Exactly. So a timeline of it would be that uh, Mike Mike went. He did ayahuasca. This is at the time that we decided we're gonna we're gonna like right before he did it. We were like this before we called it Fortunate Water, but we we were on the the mindset that we were gonna make an alkaline water company. He does ayahuasca. He like I see him like the next like two days after, and he's just radiating with love and with joy and just with Thank such you, a brother. positive energy that he still continues to carry each and every day. But um, so that really that really like just like regenerated my energy as well. And as soon as he got back, me, Mike, and Gordon, we just sat down and we started working on at the time alchemy. We turned it into fortunate water, and then the more we started working on it, the more. Uh, like the more, anytime, anytime we'd work on fortune, we're like, okay, cool. Like let's, let's work on the foundation side of it. You know, let's, mm-hmm. let's just figure out like what's going on over here. And anytime we'd work on the foundation aspect of it, that's when we would all really just work so naturally work yeah. like, like for, for 12, 15 hours a day. And it would just fly by like nothing because yeah. we were just having so much joy and just researching this and seeing how we can help. So we decided it was, uh, I think it was, was it Thanksgiving? It was like around Thanksgiving yeah, it was time. Around, it was around Thanksgiving time. And we just decided like, hey, you know, like instead of just like waiting around until this product makes like, a profit. Yeah, yeah. Like let's, let's just go 100% in on this. Like the universe, God, everything is just like, it, all directions are pointing to here. Yeah. Right. So we did that. And then. Uh, just a few months later on April 1st, 2016, we got our 501c3 approved, sent in the mail. 
And then June 26 of 2016, we threw our first fundraising event, which was almost exactly a year after Mike had his ayahuasca journey. Exactly. (laughs) June 24th, 2015, ayahuasca, June 26th, 2016, first fundraiser. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, what a beautiful adventure. Yeah. And now, you. Kevin, you're also a recent vegan, and yes. you've also been going through some some pretty interesting um, personal experiences yeah. as well that I want to dive into. Okay. Um, so I'll let you kind of just take that one on. Okay. So um, I, ever since I could remember, I've been, I've, I've had some sort of attention def- deficit and I've been depressed. I've been just like a manically depressed person. Um, I come from nothing, like nothing too traumatic in like my family, good father, like great mother, um, had like my share of, you know, life experiences that are traumatic, but I've always, I've always had this in the back of me. And so I would, I, I like, it's funny cause I'm a Libra, but I have like no sense of balance because I'm either like all in or all out. So yeah. when I'm feeling joy, I'm just, feeling a hundred percent, but when I'm not feeling a hundred percent joy, I'm really depressed. So that became, that became a big issue with me because I realized that I was always looking towards some sort of escapism. And so, uh, I've like, I, I started recently, like really recently just started like, uh, focusing on mindful practices every single day, journaling, meditation, and it's helped so much. And so Mike uh, was telling me about um, about microdosing mushrooms, and uh-huh. so he gave me he gave me a week's worth of capsules, and uh, I like the first day I did them, I I popped them. It was just like a, it was a point one, point two. It's about point two, point point two to point four. We couldn't really. There t- you go. <laughs> so, okay, perfect. So I I took them, um, and I just locked myself in the room, and I just started writing. I've always enjoyed writing, and that's just how I kind of declutter my mind. So. Um, normally every morning I wake up, I do a five minute journal, knock it out, whatever. But like, as soon as I started writing, it just, it wouldn't stop. I was just writing page after page after page. And I was, I wasn't just writing on how I felt, but I was writing on like what I'm doing wrong and what I could be doing right. And it really made me realize a lot about my, how I could bend, how I could better my communication, my, uh, my communication like between myself and my loved ones, how to connect with others, how to not judge people. And just, it it gave me so much insight that like, I mean, obviously like if I, if I would have done the research like myself and just like really dove in with a therapist or something, I'm sure I can knock out, knock out all this work, but not doing any sort of therapy or anything, just kind of self therapy. it, It, the effects have been amazing. And I just feel so much more loving and so much less judging and i haven't been depressed i haven't had like any of these these things holding me back anymore and i don't look towards escapism because i i have the ability to kind of center myself and Mm -hmm. have the ability to control my emotions and it's just it's been a beautiful thing i'm like i don't want to give that the full credit to microdosing because obviously it has a lot right, to do right. it has a lot to do with your mindfulness practices and yeah. just the fact that we're working on the Fate Foundation and we're really genuinely trying to make the world a better place that that has a huge huge effect on absolutely. it absolutely 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 um, and now did you follow some kind of like a schedule with that one with the microdosing it was uh, every four days okay wait was it every four yeah days? it's 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 every four yeah. days mm-hmm. so shout out to Paul Statmitz are you guys familiar yeah yeah I saw his uh, talk at Lightning in a Bottle which really really uh, you know. I made I don't, I don't, influenced I'll use the word influence influenced me to actually you know start microdosing awesome and yeah yeah he's he's just such a great great person yeah he's he's awesome he's a good friend of a friend of mine um oh, wow if for everybody listening i think um well not everybody listening but some of you listening probably heard the zach leary episode if you go to his podcast he has a great interview with him i'll definitely check that out yeah Thank you. yeah so um and then you know i i was hearing about microdosing and you know through tim ferris podcast and dave asprey's bulletproof radio and we were like you know what i was like i'm i'm let's gonna let's do it Let's just, let's try it out. And at first I thought, all right, I'm going to take this pill and I'm going to become limitless. You know, that was my, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And that is what I've actually, that's one of my friends did literally use that 
analogy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. So, you know, the day comes, I start prepping, I bless the bless the pills with sage and Palo Santo, and I take my first pill. And I'm wait, I'm in the restaurant. And I'm like, all right, I'm about to get this creativity flowing. I'm gonna get this popping off right now. I'm about to do some fate work. And wrong. What happened was <laughs> I had a, apparently there was a lot of dust under the carpet that I had to clean up. And it was tough. I was like, oh, wow. Now I see why things aren't happening like this. And I had to like take a step back and really face these these things this dust that was under the carpet yeah so you know the first my first uh, microdosing experience was super super tough but after that first one you know the second and the third and the fourth I started breaking through like the flow of creativity the flow of you know quieting the mind and mm -hmm. just really understanding unconditional love which you know we need love in this day and age yeah because we're still we're still uh, the product of the iron age of yeah. warlords Absolutely. It's like there's a there's a saying that that there's a saying that if if the world was ran by by women, you know, I mean, it is Mother Earth. I don't know why it's not. Um, there would be a lot of there wouldn't be hunger. There wouldn't be thirst. Uh, there would be a lot of compassion, empathy and love. And that's that's something that, you know, we stand for. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a really cool. I love it. I'm so excited. Um I'm like trying to see see how much time we have here left. I think we have about ten more minutes that we can we can talk a little bit more about this. So, um, what um, have you, did you guys take mushrooms prior to deciding to microdose? Absolutely. Okay. I took them my first time uh, February of this year at the Fate Foundation retreat. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a friend retreat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Should we get an edit oh, of you? Okay, okay, yes, we all we all took mushrooms and I think that's a great way to. We were in Joshua Tree. Celebrate. Yeah, we were just together. Oh, and, and in Joshua Tree. Yeah. Joshua mushrooms Tree. in Joshua Tree has to be like, I think everybody should do mushrooms in Joshua tree. Absolutely. It's like the one of the, like, like my personal spiritual journey yeah. really took a leap forward. Um, after doing psychedelics in Joshua tree, like just, yeah, that's when I picked up Terrence McKenna, invisible landscape. Oh, and from yeah. then on, like no looking back. And right. this is having, you know, parents who are very aware and who've had these experiences. But I mean, you know, there's no amount of words that can explain what you experience yourself yes. absolutely absolutely especially that ego death man yeah, yeah. Okay. so uh so when i took them in february uh that was my first time ever taking mushrooms i've taken acid uh, like numerous amounts of times but this was my first time taking mushrooms and the whole experience was just really just eroding and like grinding down like my ego uh every time i would close my eyes and uh, every time i'd close my eyes i would just kind of like channel in my higher self talking to me and just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You need to change this. And it just giving me clear instructions on what I need to work on as a person, as a brother, as a son, as a friend, just work on all of these things. And then it was amazing because uh, anytime I would, you know, go outside, I'd see the stars and I'd feel connected with the universe. I'd go back inside and I would see all of like my, my best friends and I would just feel so much love. And it was just one of those experiences that really, it really helped uh, do like that last, that last shift into this transition Absolutely. that I'm in right now. So it's, it's amazing. What would, um, what would you say was the big difference for you with, with the mushrooms versus acid having had, you know, many acid experiences? Well, I, I can't really compare the two because when I would take acid too, I was I was younger, so I would take it for the trip. I wouldn't take it. Purpose. I wouldn't take so, it to yeah. gain to gain any consciousness. I wouldn't take it to gain any any anything at all other than just enjoyment. So yeah, just the crazy I can't, visuals. I cannot compare the two. Yeah, I, I did take acid. One, the last time I did take acid, though, it was during the the winter equinox, and Mike and I uh, took sleeping bags to Joshua Tree, and we <laughs> laid down at twelve in the morning, took Joshua acid, Tree, and we watched the sunrise. Yeah, so 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 beautiful. I, I didn't gain anything other than just like pure beauty in that yeah. moment, but. Yeah. You know, like if, if you have a if you have a golf size you know awareness, then you're gonna get a golf size trip. Exactly. Like, or, or you're not. The epiphanies won't even come. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And I had no intentions doing anything. When I would take uh, substances prior, I would never set any intentions. I wouldn't mm-hmm. go in there with uh, with something I'd want to accomplish. I would just go in there and try to look at cool shit or something. Yeah. I think that a lot of people, they really get in their heads about necessarily like trying these things for the first time yes. because you, you're just like with the ayahuasca thing. You hear these stories and how could you not bug out? Right. You know, oh, somebody loses their mind off a tab of LSD and never gains it back until they jump off a building. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, things like that where you're like, God, do I want to fuck with this? Like, yeah. And then, you know, people, I think, really get in their heads like, oh, my God, I'm going to take this cap and stem and I'm never going to be the same again. And, you know, it's just and it's it's a hard line. I definitely you know, don't I don't condone drug use and I definitely don't, you know, I, I can't. I mean, I definitely can't legally say, hey, everybody, go do mushrooms. Right. But, like, you know, I tow that line. You know, I definitely tow right. that line because I I attribute, you know, these substances to having some of the most impactful experiences that I've ever experienced. And and it's a really interesting line to tow. Um, I was wondering if either of you guys had any advice or any way of explaining this to somebody that has maybe never tried any kind of psychedelic for the first time definitely uh check out the ted talks by uh, paul stamets uh the um how mushrooms could save the world you know and uh, a little advice that i do have with with everyone else who wants to experiment with it is when you go when you go when you go under or over whatever you want to call it <laughs> when you're when you're in the substance learn to really let go the more you try to identify what's going on the more you're gonna try to come up with the solution to the problem Mm. which is gonna cause a bad trip so really just let go and let let the spirit of the mushroom or the spirit of lsd take you for a dance yeah oh a dance definitely it's a dance that's a great way of putting it i I couldn't have said it any better myself uh i would just say like yeah just go in there with uh don't go in there with fear Oof. Be, be, because because if you go into something with fear, that, that's going to be in your subconscious. Just go in there with an open mind. Don't go in there because because other people are doing it. Do it because you feel that it is right to yeah. do it at that time. Exactly. And just really just you're just be the passenger. Just be the passenger. Just gain whatever it is that it is meant for you to gain. Don't go in there trying to seek something like don't don't go in there trying too hard. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. got to go in there and just just accept whatever you're given. Absolutely. And um, and remember, remember everyone listening. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Yes. Ooh, yes, fake. it is. It's fake. It's so fake. Yeah. Um, awesome, guys. And one last question before we wrap this up. Um, I want to get back to Fate Foundation a little bit. Where can people um, donate? How can people get involved? And what can people do in their own homes to help with? with this water crisis. Uh, abs- absolutely. So definitely check out our website, ph8foundation.org. Or, um, you know, you can simply donate there and know that 100% of your donation goes directly to the cause. Or if you can't um, donate, but you're in LA area, you know, come participate at one of our Party With The Purpose events. And definitely if you want to help from, you know, just, just spreading out the awareness, like share, share our posts and yeah, just love unconditionally <laughs> yeah there's a lot of power in social media and so in today's age like e- even if you don't have a dollar to spare just repost something like something come engage with us online and tag your friends because th- there's so much there's so much awareness there's so much knowledge to be shared in the world and b- thanks to the power of social media we could we could access that globally yes right and uh we are we are going to be partnering up with an event called curious la mm-hmm uh, Mike, if you want to share the yeah, details. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're partnered up with um, with an event company, and they're uh, they're pretty much donating thirty percent of the profits of their event, uh, of the event, uh, September sixteenth. You can also check that event out on our uh, Facebook page, and there's gonna be yoga, meditation, sound healing, live art, wine and art. It's gonna be really, really fun. And also, um, the last week of September, we still haven't locked in a date yet, but it's either. The 29th or the 26th, we're partnered up with Downtown LA Film Festival, and um, we're pretty. They're pretty much donating their whole day of. Uh, they call it Sustainable Day, 
And they're going to showcase a lot of documentaries about the global water crisis, about plastic, a lot of great things, which y'all are invited to. And then after uh, we're going to have an after party at Levels Hotel. And that's where we're going to we're going to showcase an eight minute documentary of what we do, how we do it and why we do it. And, you know, come get a come through and get a chance to meet us face to face. You know, we love y'all. Hell yeah. Awesome, guys. What an amazing interview. Um, I hope all of you go check out Fate Foundation, get involved, and you know, definitely understand that we do have power in, in our social media. Our Facebook pages are a great place to, to conversate and advocate mm-hmm. and to, to bring these issues up with people who maybe haven't been exposed to them. Absolutely. And, and feel free to, to hit me on the DM at my personal page on Instagram, Mike Angelis. Or hit me up at Kevin Sony, S-O-N-E-I, because we need everyone's help. We can't do this on our own. Every great lasting impact comes from a large scale of people Absolutely. working together. Absolutely, the power of co-creation. And if y'all need help or need some advice or you know want to know a little bit more about microdosing, hit me up, yeah. I'll, uh, we'll chat. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you guys. I'm I'm so excited. I hope everybody goes and checks out their page, goes to www.tuesdaysnacks.com. Check out everything we have. Like, share, subscribe. You know the business. Snacksolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Snacksolutely. Have an amazing Tuesday. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you.